Matthew chapter 13, we're looking at. You know, as I was uh, thinking about this, uh, this sermon, I was reminded of uh, my, my daughter, my firstborn daughter, Naomi. Uh, my wife had taken them to um, some park or some place where they had geese and they had these type of geese or duck or some sort of bird or some sort of fowl. Um, and she came back and told me a story. And she said there was like little baby ducklings or geeselings. I don't know if you call baby geese, but hey, they're little baby birds there. And she saw them and said, look, silly, looks so cute. So she went up to go and pat the babies or, or just, you know, just to go and see them closely. Yeah? And as she went there, she saw the mum there as well. And it was, it was also cute. Um, but as she got closer, uh, the mum began to put out this hiss. And she, like, did, she said she did some, some, te- some tongue moves, sh- shook her tongue at her, started hissing at her and so on and so forth. My dear uh, little girl, she ran away screaming uh, uh, because she hadn't experienced that. She thought that was uh, they were cute, but they turned out to be uh, uh, from the devil. That's what she said. But anyway, uh, she learned a valuable lesson. Um, and I want to kind of minister a sermon of entitled, uh, Beware of the Birds. Beware of the Birds. She learned a valuable lesson because the message I want to portray this evening And it's more conversational. The message I want to portray is uh, things aren't always uh, as they seem. There are things that appear harmless that are actually harmful. There are things that appear to be benign, but they can be malignant. There are things that appear to be sweet when they actually are sour. And when I was thinking about that, it reminds me of the Proverbs where it says, uh, though a woman's lips drips with honey... The feet go down to death. I mean, that, 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 well, that haunted me when I was a new Christian. I was looking at dating. I was looking, I was like, dear Lord, <laughs> I just stay on my own. But no, thank God, my wife uh, uh, still dripper in honey. Amen. God bless you. Uh, amen. We're good. So I want to read. Uh, sorry to embarrass you there. I know she, I'm not going to look at her. She's probably embarrassed. I'm gonna, we're going to read Matthew 13, uh, verse number 31. Uh, and we're going to unpack uh, a short couple of verses uh, from uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it says here, in another parable, he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. I want to first look at kingdom dynamics with you as we unpack this. You see, many times Jesus, we understood, used illustrations to explain something spiritual with something natural. He used stories that we would see in our everyday life in order to explain spiritual things, in order to explain things of the kingdom. And many times he would use stories of agriculture because of the crowd he was speaking to. That was their line of work. They understood agriculture. And many times he would say, the kingdom of heaven is like or the kingdom of heaven is like unto, and then bring out an illustration to pull that. Like, for example, he says that the kingdom of heaven is like treasure buried in a field. That when a man finds it, he'll go and sell everything he has to go and buy that field. He'll say like the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. 
like you throw over and cast out and bring in so many things. You have to separate. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went away and then came back to settle accounts. So Jesus uses many stories to explain the kingdom of heaven. And here we are in our story. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. I'll look firstly about the seed. Now, we understand the seed to be small and insignificant at first. But how many know the seed is packed full of power? Come on now. They say you can count how many seeds are in an apple, but you can't count how many apples are in a seed. And God says the kingdom of heaven is like a seed. And look at John 12 and verse number 24. The Bible says, Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. The seed can transform. The seed can grow into something huge. And in this case, it's talking about the mustard seed, one of the smallest seeds there are. But God usually starts in seed form. When you look throughout the Bible, he usually starts in seed form. He started humanity with one man and one woman. And he said to the couple, he said, go and be fruitful and fill the earth. Be fruitful. In other words, I'm going to start with you two and you guys are going to populate. And now we've got what over 7 billion people all from a seed. God said to Abraham, your descendants are going to be like the stars. You can't even count that. But he started with that one promised child. The children of Israel, they went into Egypt with about 70 people. But when they came out, there was over a million strong. God seems to start in seed form. And when you look at a seed, things aren't always as they seem. You know, many times you look at something small and it is despised. You look at something that's just getting off the ground. You're thinking, what kind of nonsense is this? But things aren't always as they seem. Listen, church, we are involved in something bigger than we can imagine. Right now, we look around and we see there's spaces in the seats and so on. We're in a building that's okay and so on. But listen, this thing that we're involved in, the kingdom that we're involved in is bigger than you and I. It has a larger impact than what we see going on right here amongst us. It is large. Things aren't always as they seem. And the change that's happening in your life, that God is bringing out of your life, listen, it is bigger than you can imagine. There are some decisions that seem small, but will large, or that will end up in a large destiny. You're making small decisions every day, but they're building into a large destiny. Listen, in my life, it was small decisions I make that have now brought me into destiny, brought me into the will of God. Things aren't as they seem. And the mustard seed, mustard seed will grow, really should grow to like a, a bush type thing. But the Bible says that it's going to be a large tree. In other words, it's going to be a supernatural and unnatural growth out of the ordinary. And think about that's how God functions. Listen, the church in the New Testament was born after the day of Pentecost where it started with 120 people in a single room. And then within 24 hours after the Holy Spirit fell, listen, it moved from 120 to 3,120. And it kept on growing and growing and growing out of a small gathering of people. However, things aren't always as they seem. Our scripture says, a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than all the herbs, becomes a tree. That's a blessing. 
It says, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Now, as we look at that, as we picture that in our mind, uh, it sounds beautiful. It sounds nice. The tree has come up. It's spring. There's leaves there. And you hear the sound of, of music. You see, it's the cool breeze. And these cute little birds come and dwell and find a nest in their trees. When you picture that, you picture like, I don't know, like a dove or a robin or a red-breasted bird. You're just nice there. And you're thinking the sun is shining. And that's the picture you can get but dare I say, if you to look at the analogy of Christ in this and also in previous stories, listen, this isn't as it seems. When it's talking about birds of the air, it isn't as it seems. If we are consistent with biblical imagery, birds do not represent anything good. If we are consistent with the image of what birds come or what they mean, it doesn't represent good. I'll prove it to you. In Matthew 13, we're, we're, we're told of a story where Jesus says there was a man who sowed seed and there was seed that fell on different types of ground. And here if we look, it says in verse number three of Matthew 13, Behold, a sower went out to sow and he sowed and some fell by the wayside and the birds came and devoured them. Now, this is one of those parables that Jesus himself gave the explanation. In verse number 19, it says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in the heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. So here Jesus is saying the bird represents the wicked one who comes and snatches away the word from your heart. In Revelation 8 and verse number 2 it says, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. So Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven is like something that starts off small, grows into something majestic, but then the enemy strikes. The birds come and dwell. The birds come and find shade and find nesting. What that is saying is that the things that are good in your life, the devil wants to come and attack. The marriage that you have just started, the devil wants to come and attack. The relationship with Christ that you are trying to work through, the devil with his birds and his ages are going to come and try and attack. What is good in your life that the devil is trying to place his agents in and try and place his birds in? Listen, I have to say this again. We have to be beware or have to beware of the birds in this place. Because as we're going through life, the enemy will try and present many things or give many things that will try and distract you and pull you aside. Listen, I remember a time in our church in Derby. We had three floors in the building. Um, it was a summer's day. And in the top floor, we left the window open because it was there. It was quite hot and so on. We left it open. Um, and uh, what we'd realized, we left it open for a long time. We'd realized that uh, a whole family of pigeons uh, had flown in uh, and taken their residence uh, in our building. And I don't know if anyone here likes pigeons. I cannot stand pigeons. Uh, they are like rats with wings. Um, I remember the time I walked in and I opened the door. And when I opened the door, just a flutter of pigeons is up there. I froze, and I'm going to be honest with you, I screamed like a little girl. I'm not going to lie. 
I ran. And the thing is, I left the door open when I ran. Made the situation even worse. Now they're not just contained in the third floor. Now they come fly down the stairwell. Now they're in our main sanctuary. And the birds are trying to, they're pooping up all over the place. People, people are scared. Listen, we saw, for months we had problems and issues. One of my friends saw a dead bird in a mop bucket when he wanted to clean the place. He just threw the whole mop, the whole bucket out. You can't use that again. It's, it's, see, the reason I say that is because that's the issue that birds present. When you open up, you open up your life and you allow a bird to come in. They come and present the issues that come. This is the, the, the scenario that Jesus Christ is giving us. The kingdom of God will come. It will spring up. But as we're trying to do the will of God, as we're trying to be the man or woman that God wants us to be, the birds will come. The birds will come. Now, what are the birds this evening? And the birds can be many different things for some of us. Birds are your friends. Some of us, you know, you've got saved now. You're trying to live clean. You're trying to serve God. And all of a sudden, you get a call from some bird. <laughs> hey, man. We're going out to go smoking, man. We ain't smoked in a long time together. Let's go. Let's do this. That's a bird. But that one's quite easy to spot. That one's simple. But some of you, the bird might be the opposite sex. You're trying to live pure. You're trying to live clean. You're saying, I belong to Jesus. And then you get a call from a bird. Literally. <laughs> then all of a sudden you're invited out to say, can we do this? Or, uh, you, listen, I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm starting to have feelings for you. Please, you didn't have feelings for me last time when I wasn't, when I was trying to chase you. But now you have feelings. Listen, it's a bird. For some of us, you can fill in the blanks. For some of us, it is the addiction. For some of us, a bird is alcohol. For some of us, a bird is pornography. Listen, for some of us, a bird is all sorts. You can fill in the blank. But as you're trying to grow up, listen, your life would grow up and the birds will start to come in and nest. We need to be, we need to be aware of the birds in our life. I want to read another parable uh, that Jesus said in the same chapter. As we think about separating the men from the birds. Matthew 13, verse number 24 is a parable that Jesus says. Another parable he put forth to them saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. While the man slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. When the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owners came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us to go and to gather them up? But he said, no, lest you will gather up the tares and you also uproot the wheat with them. And let both grow together until the harvest. And at the, end of, at the end of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Here God or here Jesus has given us another scenario of what the kingdom of heaven is like. And at the end, you see he's talking about a separating. There's going to be a time where we're going to harvest time is going to come and we're going to separate um, the people that are serving God and the tares um, and there's going to be a complete separation um, and there's going to be a casting away. Uh, listen, we have to make sure that we can properly identify um, things that are going to edify us and then things that are going to try and destroy us. We have to make sure that we're able to um, separate um, the things that will take us away, the things that will distract us, um, because there is a deadline approaching. 
You know, the English word we have, um, you know, deadline, it actually came from uh, the 1800s where uh, uh, a commander of a, of a prison, um, he, he ran a prison which was like a, for prisoners of war. And he ran it with this thing saying, listen, if you guys move past this perimeter that I have set, you're going to be shot on sight. Listen, you step forth over this line, you're going to be shot. And he called that line the deadline. And that's where we get our, 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 our English word deadline from. But it is a picture of a, a point of no return. You see, because in the parable that Jesus told us here about the wheat and tares, there is a point where harvest is going to come and he's going to separate the wheat and the tares. He's going to separate people that have the word of God in their heart and people that allow the birds to come in and steal it away. We have to be wise enough to go through our life and beware of the trap of the enemy or the snare of the enemy because there is coming a point in time where the harvest will come and we're going to have to separate the good from the bad. Separate those who have taken the word of God and let it move in their life from people that have allowed the birds to come into our lives. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, is like a mustard seed where the the birds will come in as the tree has come. There's many churches out there who have allowed the birds to come in and nest. You know, one of my jobs as a pastor of this church is to get rid of birds. It's funny, that's what I did in Derby Church, literally. And that's what I'm going to be doing spiritually in this whole church. One of my, my jobs here is to beware and get rid of birds. Because as we grow, as we start to do what God wants us to do, as our life begins to, to look attractive, we are going to attract a, 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 a birds that want to come in and do harm. And that's not only my job, that is your job also. If you call this your church, this is your job also to say, I want to ensure that nothing here distracts people. We want to love people. We want to make people make it into heaven. We want to prepare people's lives that when that day comes, when Jesus Christ steps foot on the Mount of Olives, we want to be caught up in the air with him. We need to make sure we're on the right path, the right track, and we need to beware of the birds in this place. So I want to end with a final thought As I'm talking about separating men from the birds, we need to take this as a warning from Jesus Christ. We need to take this as a warning to say, you know what, there's something I have to be vigilant for. I need to be vigilant to see what God wants me to to see in my life. I need to be vigilant to see anything that's seeking to take me out. And I need to be careful. We need to be careful in our marriages. We need to be careful in our family. We need to be careful in our workplaces to ensure that we can stand up in the test of time. And when Jesus Christ comes, we're going to be counted in that number. When the saints, there's a song, when the saints go, I want to be counted in that number. Or these are the type of things we need to beware of. So we can be counted in that number. Listen, we want to beware of things that seek to take our attention, seek to take our dominion and our authority. Let's beware of the birds. This bower has us close our eyes in this place. We want to beware of the birds.